0: Welcome to the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. This is a Sports Epreneur Podcast collaboration with Moali Haidapur. We present Pro Talk with Moali FC. In the Pro Talk podcast series, footballer and trainer Moali talks to some of the best footballers around the world. Be sure to follow Moali's amazing content on Instagram and on all social media platforms at Moali FC. And feel free to connect with us on Instagram at Sports Epreneur or at sportsepreneur.com. We now welcome Mo Ali and the Pro Talk Podcast Series, a Sports Epreneur collaboration. Sports Epreneur is a content platform, a collaborative team, and a marketing brand that is all about showcasing leaders and difference makers in and around the world of sports. While we create our own content, we also create content with you. This includes collaborative content and exclusive content for your brand. Think podcasts, blogs, social media, and overall content strategy. Our sports content marketing team is specifically niche for those in the sports industry. That includes sports businesses, athletes, managers, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in the sports market. The bottom line is we want to help with your sports-related brand, your content marketing, and your story. Connect with us on Instagram at sportsepreneur or find us online at sportsepreneur.com. Sports the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Welcome to Pro Talk, where your host, Mo Ali, interviews world-class football players from around the globe. Today, we have your host, Mo Ali, and Kelly Roos. He's the goalkeeper of Derby County in the England Championship. Enjoy. Kelly, what's up?
1: Yo, yo. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you again. It's been a while.
2: Yeah. It's been a while, isn't it?
1: Yeah. How's home?
2: Mm. it's okay man it's okay yeah. it's just one of, one of them things man just trying to keep
1: myself busy you know yeah it's tough hope you're good though it's all safe yes. we're gonna do a quick Q&A for the fans and just get yes, to know right. a little bit about your journey where you started and just some fun stuff
2: yeah sounds good man what are you
1: this green tea Man, the Persian tea. I like.
2: I like it, man. <laughs> Body is a temple and everything, yeah.
1: Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, man. All right, bro. Uh, tell us a bit how you started and where you grew up. What teams you played for? Um, I started as an outfielder.
2: Um, I'm a goalkeeper now. For the people that don't know, <laughs> yeah. uh, started as an outfielder. Just fell in love with the game. As a player at first, um, but then at the age of around 11, I start playing in goal, maybe 12, and then around 13, I attract some interest from professional teams, and this is when I got like really into it and fell in love with it really much, and obviously start <clears throat> making it a priority uh, in my life,
1: and uh, yeah, and then I went to. A couple of trials when i was at that age but that uh, i didn't get let in so that was tough as a young boy but at the same time i was only a goalkeeper for a year then and then at the age of 15 i went to peace Eindhoven, and i played there till i was 19. um and then i've been about a lot but then i end up in england and now i'm at Derby county amazing good journey uh yeah interesting journey yeah at what age do you think you knew that you wanted to be a professional?
2: Poor. I I knew that I wanted to be a professional when I was like around 12, 13. That's when I really knew I wanted to be a professional. But at the same time, I didn't know if it's going to happen. Uh, but um, yeah, at the age of uh, 13, I think I believed that I really wanted to be a professional and I doubt at the age of 15, I think, um, I thought I really had a chance uh, to be a professional footballer.
1: Nice. Um, what advice do you have for young keepers who want to become professional or have dreams to be a pro? Um,
3: phew,
2: it's, it's a hard one, but um, obviously, I think one of the biggest things is, is in the younger ages is, is uh, joy. Um, you need to really fall in love with the game. Uh, because if you do that, then you um, will enjoy working hard, and that will, you know, the joy will will drag you through the tough times as well. So it, it's one of them things I think. If you if you want to be a professional, my biggest advice is play as much football as you can uh, and enjoy it, and then fall in love with the game. And if you do that, then you will you you will uh, progress
1: quicker. I think nice good advice uh, now for a lot of keepers how do you think you improve your technique on the side volley because I've seen you hit uh, it and it, it goes clean you know so how, yeah, how do you improve yeah, that technique
2: yeah when I started playing as a goalkeeper I used to play the half volley during games um, and then obviously some South American goalkeepers came around with their side volley um, and I I, I, I thought it looked so cool. I think one of the first one to really remember for me was Sergio Romero when he played in Holland at AZ.
1: Yeah.
2: The Man United goalkeeper had a very nice side wander. So I used to look at him and I was thinking, you know, I want to do that as well. And then I started to put it hours in, not so much in sessions, but more like after sessions, around sessions, uh, of my own back really, and. Um, then I just
1: kept improving improving and, and all of a sudden it, it was easier and easier and now now I can just do it you know
2: amazing now it's easy now it's easy yeah but <laughs> a lot of hard work before it was easy
1: to be fair yeah for sure and talking about hard work uh what do you think are some of the biggest challenges to being a pro because it's obviously, um, obviously nice setbacks, to be you
2: know yeah it's very rare as a talented player that um go through um, academy football or where everyone always believes in you for whatever reason you know they they might question one player for their professionalism they might question another one for their talent the other one for their toughness Um, but I think for me the toughest challenge I think for professional players is um, that
1: not every coach that you work with believes in you and that's why you have to get believe in yourself, and if you if you do that, then you um, they might they they might have a chance. But first and foremost, you have to you have to believe in yourself, and if you do that, then um, no one else um, can tell you different until you make it or not. It's one of them things. Amazing. Um, I th- now a tip I think for goalkeepers, it's tough. T- it's a mental game to be a keeper. I think. Because uh, you're just one keeper and there's ten players. How do you stay calm yeah. and confident before a game?
2: Before a game, I think I think it's one of them things. If you, um, I like to get my confidence out of my work. So I know I've done all the work. I work really hard. That's something I pride myself on. And then from that moment onwards, I've, I've, that's why I get my confidence from. That you know whatever happens in the game.
0: I'm, I, I'm going to be the best of my
2: ability, and I've done everything to be as good as I can. Um, and I believe I'm a good goalkeeper, so that, that's where I get my confidence from.
1: Nice. And how do you prepare before a match? Do you have any rituals, or just go in, listen to music? What do you like to do?
2: Yeah, I like to listen to music. Personally, I like to listen to music. Some other players like to have like you know jokes with the boys, uh, but I like to zone out a little bit more. Because I have to be able on the pitch to concentrate for a very long time. Well, not every minute of the game I've got anything to do. Um, So I like to zone out, you know, to get a little bit more in the zone of of being concentrated for for 95 minutes. So for me, music uh, plays a big part in my uh, pre game. And other than that, pretty relaxed, not really like strange rituals or what, you know, that other people might have.
1: Yeah. I think that's uh, the best when you're. I think sometimes when you work too much, you have a worse game than when you're more relaxed, do nothing. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. Sometimes so. sometimes uh, it depends on the player, you know. Some players need to be angry when they step on the pitch. Other players need to be relaxed. Um, it works for every player a little bit different. And I think the most important thing is to listen to yourself and what you feel you need. And then you will, uh, yeah, you, that way you will, you will get uh, the confidence and the calmness that you need.
1: Nice. And then, uh, did you play any other sports when you were young?
2: Yeah, I played tennis. I played tennis up to the age of 15. I played volleyball when I was young, till I was like 12. Um, I used to play a lot of sports, really. Yeah. I had a little, little pop at field hockey as well. Um, you know, it's one of them things. Uh, I used, I just loved sport. Everything with the ball, I loved it. Nice. um i played a little little bit of basketball with my friends but not really on a high level or anything but tennis was I've, i would say the main sport like when i was 14 i could choose between tennis and football uh, which one to really go professional
1: um and i choose football uh, because obviously that was the game i loved more yeah. um but yeah i'm still playing tennis every now and again and i love it nice would if you didn't play football do you think you would play tennis I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's, it's a hard road. It's a different world. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I was talented enough. It's. It's. It's easy
2: to say. Yeah, I would be. But. Yeah. Um. I could definitely go down the path of giving it right, good go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think with my work ethic, i would probably make it a long, far end. You know, but it's too easy. It's too easy to say that it's not. The path is very bubbly in every sport. So.
1: Yeah. What now, what do you enjoy most about being a goalkeeper? Like anything in particular?
2: Uh, you know, it, it's the most enjoyable thing is when you really get to frustrate opponents, you know, and uh, when they try things and, and, and they see that they don't work because you're pulling off good saves and you're getting in their heads a little bit. Uh, that's the most enjoyable thing when they, when they start feeling like, we're not going to score here today. If you start feeling that from
1: the opponent, that's what it's all about for the So that's what I love the most. Yeah, and I remember that shooting on you at the training pitch. Uh, I couldn't score, so I didn't want to shoot anymore, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm training. Next time, hopefully I'll score, you know? Next time you're ready, yeah? (laughs) I'm ready. I like it, I like it. Alright, last question and then we'll answer some fans. Yeah, that's cool. um, was becoming a professional just like you dreamed as a kid? Um. Say that again. Was it my was, a, was becoming a professional keeper or player? Yeah. As good as how you dreamed of it as a kid.
2: Um. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's different. It will
2: never be as good as you dream, you know. In your dreams, it looks. Uh, uh, it looks different, but at the same time, uh, it's very close. It's very close. Like, obviously, it's a dream job. I'm working in, and I, I absolutely love it. And that's why I engage with it so much. And that's why I get, like, you know, the strength and uh, and the motivation to keep pushing through tough times. But, you know, for sure, there are tough times. And that's, that's part of football as well. You know, it's not always, it's not always only beautiful, but, you know that's that's part of life and it's part of football as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing life, and uh, I wouldn't
1: change for anything else. Nice, good words. All right, let's answer a few fans. Uh, first one from Tyler Stark. He said, "If you could play another position instead of keeper, which one would you choose?" Um, I would go striker. Yeah. I think it's is a position that many goalkeepers will say
2: because we will never have that feeling of, you know, scoring a winner, running off, celebrating. Um
3: like like players can do that, like strikes can do that every now and
2: again, you know, it's when they score. I'm, I think that feeling must be amazing, so um, yeah, uh, I would would have liked to be a striker if I wasn't a goalkeeper
1: but nice good. If pick. I
2: could choose I'd rather be a goalkeeper to be fair.
1: Yeah. First goalkeeper.
3: Yeah.
1: Alright, uh second one from Steve. He says what's your best moment in a derby shirt? My best moment. Definitely winning winning like my debut was very special.
2: Uh my debut game against Right in a couple of years ago in the cup, and we managed to beat them. I pulled off a couple of good saves. That was very special for me because it, you know, after a long, long journey of of waking and setbacks, uh, it showed that uh, I was on the right path to become um, a Derby County goalkeeper. So I was very proud of that. Um, and also, um, you know, the, the semi
4: final uh, against Leeds. Second, first semi-final was an amazing, amazing experience where we, met, where we managed to beat them in a very in a very tough stadium. So yeah, that was definitely
1: up there. I love that. Nice. All right, two more questions. This one's from Mike. He says, uh, "What do you think of the Derby fans?"
2: Um, I think I think they are great fans. You know, um, you know, we have a bit of a rocky time at the minute. So it's hard for them, uh, just as hard as it is for us. Uh, but I think that's part of being about a big club. You have uh, uh, you have good following. So if you have good following, they're gonna expect um, uh, big things from the team, and that's that's to right. They are allowed to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I I engage with them really well, uh, and I, I like it. I, I, I'm very I'm very pleased with having them behind us uh, every every week.
1: Nice. All right, last one from Jack. He says, uh, What's your favorite goalkeeping exercise?
2: Goalie Wars. Yeah. Goalie Wars is my father. That's one for me.
1: And how do you play because that? Also,
2: no one can beat me at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, listen, uh, yeah, Goalie Wars is one of my favorite. If you talk about joy, that's definitely one of my favorite. And that's like when two goals are like. 20, 20 yards apart from each other, and you just trying to score at each other, and you know, it gets very competitive, and that's definitely my favorite for joy.
1: Nice, good answer, bro. Well, thanks for talking. It's no good worries, to see man. you again, and hopefully, yeah, you stay safe, man. Yeah, you too. Enjoy the time at home, and yeah, thank you. Hopefully, you'll be back on the pitch soon.
2: Hopefully, man. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, thanks, bro. We'll yeah. stay in touch. And yes, we'll
0: talk soon. Such. Thanks. Take care, take bro. Us, man. Today we have your host Mo Ali interviewing Mark Anthony K out of LAFC. Enjoy. What's up, Mark? Wow. Yeah, a long time
1: just, you know, How are you? Good. Good. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. Keeping well? Yeah, man. Back in Toronto, hometown. The call There. How's it? Yeah, it's good. Today's sunny, but normally every day it's cold, you know.
5: Yeah, I, I do miss Toronto, but I don't miss the cold weather. So. Yeah, how's LA? Yeah, yeah it's 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 nice, obviously, but it is kind of cold. I know it's tough to say that when, especially you're in Toronto right now. But it, it, the temperature is a little bit colder than usual. Uh, but the sun's always out, so it, it makes it
1: makes it a lot nicer nice man thanks for joining us uh pro talk it's something new uh we're just gonna talk answer questions for the fans and we'll just get into it yeah
5: man i think it's a good idea so i'm glad that you
1: have me on appreciate it for sure bro uh just tell the fans a bit about yourself how you started uh your journey what teams you played for and yeah all
5: right yeah so uh for those who don't know me. um, Mark Anthony K. Born and raised from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, Actually, I used to play soccer against Mo in my uh, college. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I um, grew up in Toronto, and the Toronto soccer scene was really big. And I think when TFC came involved, it even grew even bigger. And um, yeah, I, I bounced around from team to team. I grew up uh, playing majority of my Soccer with uh, a club in Scarborough, Wexford. And, you know, they kind of got me moving in the right direction. And then I jumped into uh, a club called Ajax, which was with like a lot of big players like Jay Chapman, you know, Amari Morris. There's huge players. And I was obviously very grateful to be able to have the opportunity to play with them. Um, That lasted about two years. And then I moved to Glen Shields for a year, which was really good. And you know, made me realize how passionate I was about the game. Um, it, it's crazy how, when you play at a young age, you start to realize that some people play just to play to have fun, and then some people are playing to really make it to the next level. And then once you realize that, you need to put yourself in an environment where you can surround yourself with people like minded goals. So um, I ended up going to York for two years, and after my first year, I went to uh, TFC, and I think that's when I started to realize, I think I have a real opportunity to become a pro, and they kind of opened my eyes to see what it, what it takes to become a pro at a high level, because, uh, you know, that club was run very well, and they had some good guys come in. You look at, like, Jermaine Defoe and Michael Bradley, Josie Alzo, a bunch of guys who had good careers in Europe, come over there, and us uh, young Canadians, so we get to witness it every day, so um yeah i was definitely very grateful for my time at tfc we didn't end up uh meeting the same goal where i wanted to sign for the first team and they didn't want to sign me so i left and i went to the usl for two years and i think like most people know um the usl is very tough league um there's people really battling out to. You know, make a name for themselves in a a league that doesn't get that much recognition so it already is tough but luckily for me I went into a good situation with Louisville and um, yeah, from there the coaching was great, the players were great and we ended up winning some championships and then I got bought by LAFC in um, in the MLS and I I thank God for my journey It, it wasn't the easiest but I think it's made me appreciate really how far I've gone so far and it obviously motivates me to go further so Um, That's a little bit of my background story of where I came from, how I got to where I am today.
1: Amazing, bro. I think that's an amazing journey a lot of kids can learn from. Uh, At what age do you think that you knew you wanted to be a professional?
5: Yeah, I think it was pro like, I feel like it switches every time someone asks me the question. (laughs) Because I look back and I find a different memory. But um, I think probably, I would say around when I was in grade 6 I realized a lot of the kids at my school they played hockey and they all talked about going to the NHL and I think it kind of put something on me to be like maybe I should be trying to you know make it in soccer rather than just play to play these guys have dreams of making NHL I should have dreams of making it to the Premier League and I think once I was surrounded by other athletes who were trying to make it at the top of their level I started to realize that that was something I wanted to do too and then it started to change the way I went about practice and games and just whenever I had the opportunity to kick a ball and I think uh, obviously once I got to TFC and being so close to that, the decision was already made but that also solidified it that yeah, this is what I'm
1: going to do and I need to do everything possible to become a pro. Amazing bro, good answer. Um, What advice do you have for kids who want to be a professional, say they're from Canada also? I mean, where you came from, it's amazing, you know? Canada is not known, like England, Spain. But going pro from there is like 0%, you know? Yeah, yeah, So what advice Um, do you have for kids? uh,
5: The advice I give is, you know, once you figure out you're really passionate about it, just, you know, stick with it. I think that um, there's a lot of distractions in the world, whether it be school, friends, work, you know, uh, social activities. I think once you really decide you want to do something good, whatever it is in life, you have to make sure you put 100% effort in all the time. And I think that, um, you know, the kids in Canada have a better setup system than we did when we were younger. So I think they have more resources at their disposal. But the ones who make it are the ones who are passionate and the ones that really will do anything to to get ahead of the competition so just never think that it's going to come easy Um, things might come easy but you have to understand that if you're really pushing hard then you got to enjoy the battle of not getting what you want all the time and I think that uh, kids in Canada have a a good amount of young players to look up to now like Alfonso Davies Jonathan David guys who are in top leagues doing it and I think it's also easier to Motivate yourself when you've seen someone come out of the same similar position as you so I'm excited to see what Canada has in the the next you know decade with all these young kids and hopefully by the time we get to that World Cup The motivation is even higher. So I would just say I think the biggest thing is passion
1: Awesome, and then uh, when you were young, did you play a lot of other sports or? Um, Yeah,
5: I think so I did a lot of cross country and track. I think that's like very coincided with soccer, you know, the aerobic fitness of it. Um, I did play a lot of basketball. Basketball was an easy sport to pick up um, with your friends. You know, you just needed a hoop and a couple guys and you could play three on three. Uh, I never really got into hockey. Um, now that I look back at it, I wish I had put a little bit more effort into it um because it is a fun sport and i grew up with a lot of kids who you know love that sport and actually one of my friends from school is now he's been playing in the nhl for the last like five years which is really cool so um if i could change anything it would probably be to incorporate myself a little bit more to participate but overall i would say basketball across country and track were the main sports that i played other than soccer
1: nice if you weren't a football player what do you think you'd be other than a soccer player?
5: It's um, a good question. It's a question I used to get a lot when I was younger. I was trying to make the decision to
3: yeah.
5: stick with soccer, you know, especially when I was in school. But I think uh, now I would probably, you know, I always said I wanted to be a lawyer. And I think that um, now that I'm a little bit more mature and I see what goes into it, I don't know if i would have stuck it out throughout the whole journey so i would say something like maybe like a real estate agent or uh something to do with sports management i think it's really cool to be able to manage a team and you know uh i look at like rgm like john thornton like his job is unbelievable you know and he does a very good job and i think that's something that intrigues me so i'd say either it can it would i would stay in the sports industry or I'd be a real estate agent because i do love Property and the idea of you know going with the market and trying to sell things and stuff like that So it'd be one of those two. Yeah,
1: nice. I'll hit you up for my next house Yeah
5: (laughs) Hopefully by then I got my license, man. (laughs) Yeah (laughs)
1: All right, uh, what do you think are some of the biggest sacrifices a player makes to be a pro?
3: Yeah, I
5: think the Some of the biggest sacrifices would probably be um giving up time to do things that normal kids do you know in the sense of hanging out with friends and going to parties and you know just realizing that you're going to have to give up some of this leisure time in order to dedicate it to whatever sport you want to do or whatever career you're achieving so for me it was I realized that you know I had training a lot when I was younger and I had to miss out on parties. I had to miss out on social gatherings. I couldn't do other extracurricular activities. And at the time it was a tough decision. It was hard to swallow. But I think that once I realized that it was putting me ahead of the curve and the rest of the the kids who played soccer, I started to embrace the idea that, you know what, I need to focus on this. And um, yeah, it it was something that wasn't easy to do because it's very easy to just go with the flow and just, you know, follow your friends. And, you know, I think I realized that school and soccer was very important. And if I was dedicating all my time to it, I had to, you know, dedicate less time to other things. So I think the biggest thing was your your the extra things that you would really think make a big difference back then. And then they don't now. So. Yeah, it, it was good, though. I think that you have to find a good balance, but for me, it was definitely putting soccer in school first so that I can, you know, get through it.
1: Cool. Um, all right, next one for kids. A lot of kids get nervous before the game. Uh, I'm sure we've all been there. We've gone through <laughs> it. Uh, how do you deal with nerves before a big match? Um,
5: you know, I feel like that's like the the question that's always gonna be there for, for, for pros and for anyone. I think uh, nerves are good. So that's the one thing I'll start it with. I think nerves are important. I think if you're, you don't have nerves, then maybe there's a lack of care going into the game. But um, I think, you know, everyone has their own way. For me, uh, I try to embrace as nerves as possible. And I try to just think about how happy I will be while I'm playing the game and why I'm playing the game. So, you know, for big games, like when we play the Galaxy or anything like that, you know, or even when we just played our Champions League game, um, you just have to smile. I think that's the biggest thing I do is I try to rally my team and just smile and get their energy up. And then once you get out to the field, you know, you just take a moment to soak everything in and look around and you see the fans, the supporters, you see, you know, the other team and their supporters and you just you just have to smile because it's a blessing to be able to do this you know yeah. so i think once you realize how fortunate you are to be in the situation the nerves kind of go away but um yeah they're always going to be there i think uh, it's because you put self-pressure on yourself to perform well right yeah. and that's a that's a, a nervous feeling knowing that you don't want to fail in a sense right so i'd say for kids it's just you know embrace the nerves and as quickly as possible try to get yourself excited and smile and ready to go pump yourself up because the nerves are always going to be there you just got to know how to deal with them and use them to your advantage
1: good answer bro um how do you prepare for a match yourself um
5: i would say i do have a routine so match day i'll wake up um not too early but i'll wake up enough to have a i would say a breakfast a light breakfast now maybe some eggs some toast um avocado uh maybe a smoothie you know just to get the the fruits and vegetables in there and then majority of the day is just relaxing you know i think it's really getting your mind off of everything else in the world so that you can fully focus on what you need to do when it comes to game time. Um, I had started to go on like little walks to like the grocery store. My mom was here for a couple weeks for two nice. games. So like we would just go on a couple walks so that like I can get my legs moving and then I would come back and I've changed my routine now where it's like I will take like a hot bath to kind of like relax myself. Then I'll eat. I'll head to the stadium and usually I eat I'll just eat a plate of pasta. No tomato sauce, nothing. Just pasta, olive oil. Um, you know, a little bit of seasoning to add some flavor. Um, probably have a cup of tea to like settle my stomach. Then once I get to the, the the stadium, I'll go through my routine of like hydrotherapy. I'll get like in the hot tub, then the cold tub, hot tub, cold tub for about three cycles: two minutes in the hot, one minute in the cold, just to kind of activate my body, get my senses going get some treatment and then by then you know you're you're ready. getting into your, your pre-activation stuff and you you want to almost time it so that once you're done like it's like the team talk and then you, you get out and you're ready to train so or not train but warm up before the game but uh, yeah my routine uh, I think it's something that you have to tweak over time you know it's not like you're gonna find it your first game you score three goals that's your routine it's like yeah. as your body grows as competition grows and everything you have to be able to have some minor adjustments but yeah that's mine
1: nice um all right two more questions uh was becoming a pro just like you dreamed as a kid um
5: (laughs) you know what i think about dreaming it's you know i don't think anyone ever dreams small so you know my dreams of becoming a pro. I don't think I have achieved the dream I had in my head yet. Because when I'm dreaming of being a pro, as a young kid, I'm dreaming of playing at Old Trafford, you yeah. know, <laughs> in front in front of like fifty
3: thousand people, and
5: and then like think about like the movie Goal, like you know, us growing up yeah. watching the movie Goal, like that's what you're dreaming of, of like you know playing at the Bernabéu or something like that. So. Yeah. Um, Obviously, no disrespect to MLS or LAFC, um, but my dream is still needing to be achieved. I have reached a level in my dream, but I believe that if I go about it the right way, then the next step will get to, like the next step for me will get me to my final dream of you know, playing in a World Cup and playing at the highest level in Europe and playing in front of 60, 70,000 people. So um, to answer your question, yeah, it it has fulfilled part of my dream of becoming a pro. Right now, I think that obviously, like I said, you wake up every day and you understand how grateful and blessed you are to be able to go out and and play soccer every day and I think sometimes you do have to sit back and soak it in once, you know, you get on the field and you've been to our stadium. Yeah. It's unbelievable, you know, and it's crazy to think that I have so much praise for what LAC has been able to do that if I do do the right job and do the right thing then I'll get to the highest level and I won't even that will be my you know fulfillment I think and that's just me not trying to be complacent or anything but it I have felt a sense of achievement getting to where I am today
1: amazing bro I'm sure you'll keep moving up that's you, the plan man, you've been that's through a, a lot so you can keep yeah. moving up I hope so man thank you uh, all right last one and then we'll answer some fans uh, all right do you have a favorite goal you scored or memorable goal um crazy because
5: I feel like when I was in college I scored way more goals you now yeah it's not it's not the same anymore <laughs> you know but uh,
1: yeah.
5: uh, I would think my most memorable goal would be my goal my first goal of the season last year against Portland um, it was first goal back from breaking my ankle, you know, being out for six months. I think if people can search that goal up online and see the emotional reaction I had to scoring, they would understand how much fight and pain I had to go through to, to get to that point. And, you know, I had such a good support group in my, like my staff, my teammates, you know, family members, friends who were just trying to lift me up through the tough times but getting that goal the way I did all, with all the circumstances going on in my life at that point was just it was it was amazing and I I I see the joy on my face when I'm like running after scoring and I'm like that's something I want to achieve all the time like that that sense of bliss happiness was amazing so definitely my most memorable goal would be the goal against Portland last year second game of the season
1: amazing I'm going to YouTube it after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's answer some fans. Let's do it. Um, first question from Mike. He says, what's your favorite football shoes you play with?
5: Um, yeah. Um, so I'm an Adidas athlete. And uh, so I've been wearing Adidas for the last, oh, I don't know, long, long time. But I would say my favorite boot right now is the Copa. Um, I just love the leather, the, the feel of the boot, um, it just hugs to your feet. And I do like the predators, but Adidas has gone away from making leather predators and I'm a big guy on leather. So right now, like the Copas are my shoe and that's, I tried to switch the predators, couldn't do it. And so Copas is it. Yeah.
1: Nice. All right. Next question from Miriam. She says, how do you recover after a game?
5: That's a really good question. I think uh, all players have different ways of doing it, but nowadays with technology and science, we have so many different recovery modalities. Um, I got a ton in my house, but for me, I think a big thing after recovery is definitely getting a good meal. It's sometimes hard when you're tired and stuff, but either with a shake or or some sort of thing you can take down easily with that has a lot of protein and carbs in it is important and then from the recovery standpoint of uh, Modalities. I like to, I have Normatec boots. I like to get in the boots and for about 45 minutes, flush out all that lactic acid and get the blood re-going in your legs. And then for me, because I had broken my ankle, a big thing I added in was the game ready, which is icing. So I'll get in the game ready and ice my, my ankle. And the next day is very important to kind of stay mobile because your body is in shock from all the, the extraneous force you had to create during a game. So the next day is important. You know, get up, get up, have a nice walk, maybe go on a bike, and just so that your body doesn't go from zero to hundred and then back to zero. You want to kind of gradually move it down so that the next day in training you can yeah. gradually move it up. So I think the big thing is is finding what works for you. Um, but for me, it's the Norma text and the game ready.
1: Awesome, bro. All right, two more. This one's from. Perez he says, "What do you miss the most from Toronto uh,
5: well, uh, I think the things I most the things I miss most from Toronto are definitely my friends and family um, you know that's one of the sacrifices that I want I kind of like touched on is that you you're, you're gonna have to sacrifice being with friends and family in order to fulfill your dream of being a, a professional athlete in every sport because sometimes you're not going to be able to do it in your home city. So for me, Toronto is my friends and family and that's where they are. So if I could bring them all here, then it would be great. But, uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing I miss for sure. Nice.
1: All right. Last one from Santos. He says, who was your idol as a young kid?
5: Um, I had a couple. And so for me, it started off as uh Terry Henry. Um, he was just such a powerful, elegant player. It just made it, 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 made it look too easy. You know what I mean? And um, I had a poster on, of my, on my wall of him growing up. So I looked up to him a lot, hence why my number is 14. Um, ever since I saw him wear the number 14, I never wanted to wear a different number. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grew up a lot watching Terry Henry. And then uh, I grew up being a Manchester United supporter, and at the time, Ronaldo wasn't there yet, but when he came to the team, it changed my, my view on football. And I have been a huge supporter and admirer of his for so long. And I have to credit, I think, the passion I have for the game from him. You know, it just he, he just made it exciting to watch football, you know. And you you just didn't even realize that it was such a sport where you had to be so physically strong or physically smart or anything like that it was got to the point where you just out there having fun so i think my biggest idol out of all of them would be cristiano ronaldo for sure
1: nice good answer bro well yeah. thanks for joining us it was Thank a you, good man. talk knowing your journey where you've come from uh, and i hope the fans enjoyed it too i'm yeah, sure man. they did and stay safe, and we'll see you in LA soon.
5: Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, whenever you're in LA, hit me up. Sure. Stay safe in Toronto. Don't don't get too cold over there. But <laughs> uh, yeah, let's yeah. keep in touch, man. I appreciate everything For you do. Sure. I think you're, you're doing a good job of engaging people and you know growing the game of football, which is massive. You know, so I need man. to take a moment to understand your impact in the entire world of it and. Yeah, I'm just, I'm glad I know you as a person and I, I'm glad I get to see your success continue to grow. So Amazing. Pretty, thanks for the words. Yeah, no
1: worries, bro. I didn't pay <laughs> you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: not, not. But it's the, truth, it's the truth, man. So uh, it's, it's, it's good, man.
1: Thanks, bro. I appreciate
5: bro. It. Yeah, no worries, man.
1: Appreciate it. Enjoy the day and yeah, stay safe. We'll talk uh, soon,
0: Yeah, see you, Easy, Easy. man.
1: Easy, Take care.
0: On this episode, we have Todd Cantwell out of Norwich FC. Enjoy. What's up, bro? How's it going?
4: It's good. How are you?
0: Good, good. Good to see you
1: good again.
4: And you, my friend. And you.
1: How's Norwich?
4: Norwich is quiet at the moment, man.
1: Yeah. You stuck yeah. at home, or? That's
4: crazy, innit? it?
1: It's yeah, crazy. man. It sucks. All the league stopped. I
4: know, man.
1: Nothing to do. Only Netflix. <laughs>
4: Netflix and Instagram live at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on, bro. We'll just no problem, answer a few cool. questions for the fans. Cool. Learn about your journey, how you started. So we'll just start. Let's go. Um, okay, tell us a bit about yourself. Like what teams you played for. How did you start? Yeah, and... so, um, so basically I started at Norwich when I was 10 years old. Um been playing for them obviously my whole career, I had
4: a brief um, loan spell out in Holland in the second division um, for a club called Fortuna Sittard um, and then yeah I came back to, to Norwich we got promoted to the Premier League and, and now the season of being in the Premier League is, is kind of my journey so far.
1: Nice, nice. How's the transition been going into the Prem?
4: very quickly, you know, I've watched it my whole life, um, you know, I'm pretty sure most people around the world watch the Premier League and, you know, it is as tough as it looks, it's, it's mentally, but obviously the physical input you have to put in as well is, is something you have to adapt to and adapt to quickly.
1: Nice. Uh, at what age do you think you realise you want to be a professional?
4: To be fair, I think I knew from, from young, I think I knew from young because I always had a ball at my feet. Um... And I'm one of those sort of stereotypical, I don't know what I'd do if I I didn't play football. So I think it's something that I was always, you know, sure that I wanted to do and wanted to be.
1: Nice. And then uh, what advice do you have for kids who are in the same shoes as you when you're young? They want to be a professional. Uh, What do you have to tell them? I think probably
4: the biggest thing, especially for kids nowadays, is, is having belief in yourself and and, you know, not letting pressure override you and, and get too uptight about it. And, you know, you've got to enjoy football. I'm a firm believer that if you play with a smile on your face, you play best football. And that goes right up until to this day. So I think to believe in yourself and to really work, work at it. I know obviously it's typical to say work hard, but I think it is really important to work hard and, and make sure that you're always trying to, to get a step up on the thousands or millions of other people that want to take that that position as well. So you know you've really got to enjoy it and, and work hard really
1: nice good advice uh what do you have to say for kids what can they be doing right now training at home if they can't go out like what what can they be doing
4: i think to be honest as long as you've got a football i think you can you can be quite inventive with it i'm sure obviously your in yourself you? there's a lot of different bits and pieces that you can be doing to be inventive and Creative with it. Um, if you've got a garden, then obviously it's a lot easier. and If you don't, then I still believe you can do keep you up challenges. And you know, obviously, if your mum lets you and you don't smash anything, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's um, it's something that everyone can be doing anyway. So
1: for sure. And obviously, you're a technical player. So what drills or tips do you have to improve your touch or technical aspect?
4: To be fair, if, if you're if you're Living at home and you've got a wall, I would say you know you can throw the ball up, hit it against the wall, let it come out the air and, and take a, a touch or two. Obviously, again if you've got a wall, you can use it as like a bounce board to do passing and bits and pieces like that. And, and obviously, if you've got a bit of garden space, you know you can you can practice your dribbling and, and you know both feet in terms of dribbling with the ball with both feet. I think um, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of a lot of different little bits and pieces that you could do. There are a couple
1: of examples. Nice, perfect. And then uh, what's a good advice or the best advice the coach ever told you?
4: Best advice? To be fair, I have, I have one little bit of advice that really sticks out. And I think that probably backs up my message what I said a minute ago. Um, for the people that don't always believe in themselves to the max and to the people that probably overbelieve in themselves, I think I sat down with my coach at under 14s And he said to me that you can go as far as you want to go in football, but you will only do that if you enjoy it. Because if it becomes too much pressure and it becomes unenjoyable, you won't play your best football. And I think since that day, I've genuinely, genuinely, honestly, hand on heart thought I'm just going to enjoy it because to strip it all back down, it's just a game of football. And there's millions of people that love playing football. So you know, when you've got a smile on your face, I always think you play your best.
1: Nice. That's amazing, bro. Definitely. And then, how do you deal with pressure and nervousness, or how do you stay confident before a match?
4: Um, to be fair, I personally, I like to switch off. I like to go on YouTube, I like to watch you know, different little bits and pieces, music videos, bits like that. Um, I don't believe in, in overthinking it, I don't believe in all of that, to be honest. I think you have to obviously understand your tactics and what's required of you in the game, but... I think if you over-pressurize it and, and over-analyze, I think it puts too, like I said, too much pressure and it will get the better of you. So I think to switch off immediately
1: and then obviously come warm up is when you really switch off. Nice. And then, uh, fun question. If you didn't play football, what sport would you want to play?
4: There's a few, actually. There's a few. I like, I like a few different sports. I like um, badminton. I really enjoy badminton. Um, as a kid, I really enjoyed playing cricket as well. Nice. Um, I think, to be honest, I enjoy tennis as well to be fair, uh, to be honest, I do
1: like a lot of different sports. Um, I'd say, if I could, and I could change my body because I, I couldn't play it, but if I could change my body and I could be an NBA player, that would definitely be the, the next one. Nice, 100%. maybe after the next life.
4: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I'll need to be a bit taller.
1: I <laughs> yeah, or point guard.
4: yeah something like that uh
1: what's your normal pre-game meal like what would you eat before a game um to be fair it changes i'd say normally i like to to have a good breakfast quite early on
4: um say a three o'clock kickoff for example you come back um from like a walk or you know get some fresh air in the morning after breakfast and I don't like to fill my stomach with too much. Some players like to eat loads. some players like to eat little bits. I'd say I'm in between. I like to eat enough, but I don't like to feel heavy. I don't like to feel like I've eaten a lot. So it'd be like a pasta, it'd be like a rice or something along them lines with sweet potatoes and maybe a little bowl of fruit or something like that. I don't like too much, you know.
1: Nice. And then uh, this season's been good for you, a lot of goals. Uh, How was it scoring the first goal in the Premier League?
4: You watch the goal and you see the celebration you know I really did um, you know I, I just couldn't almost believe it myself you know I, it really was it, it was it was pure and raw emotion I've obviously played for the football club my whole life and you know I've, I've obviously watched them in the Premier League before and, you know obviously to score against a club like Chelsea it was fantastic um,
1: and yeah just just honestly just incredible feeling I, I can't describe it any other way Awesome and then uh do you have a favorite skill you like to do?
4: Oh. To be, to be honest, as a kid, I used to love the Maradona turn. I would do it all the time in games and stuff like that. I would say my, my skill that I like to do the most in football games at the moment is what I always called it. I don't know if it's got a name, but the Iniesta touch. You know where okay. you go one to, one to the other foot yeah. like real quick? Like yes. Left, right, like that. Yeah. I think... To be honest, I am a firm lover of skills and, and watching all of the fancy tricks and, and the flicks. I love them all, honestly, I do. And I do like to do a lot of flicks. But for me, dribbling, having the ball as close to my foot as possible is the biggest trick. You know, I, yeah. I, Sometimes that is the one where you can't get it if I've decided to do that. Sometimes with defenders, if you do a step over, that's their moment to engage and it can trick you out. You know, so you have to be careful. But yeah. I would say these, like, the NES or what I call it. Um, would be my best one
1: at the moment. Amazing. All right, let's answer a few fan questions. Cool. Uh, this one's from Norwich City fans. It says, okay. What's your favourite goal that you scored so far? Um,
4: my favourite goal so far would be the Arsenal goal against Arsenal at Carrow. It was an important moment in the game and it was a big. Um, it was a, yeah. It was a,
1: it was probably my best finish as well in a game. So it's it's quite quite easy to say definitely the Arsenal. Ones. Nice. All right. This one's from Flavio. He said, "Who's your favorite player or childhood idol growing up?" I had a few. I had Iniesta was definitely one of them.
4: Um, Fabregas was definitely one of them, and the man himself, Lionel Messi, was was definitely one of them. Um, I did also used to, to watch a lot of Ronaldinho as well, um, but to be honest, I think
1: Iniesta was probably the the biggest one. Watching him mm-hmm. in his prime at Barcelona was scary at times. I think that's yeah. like, someone I idolized
4: a lot.
1: So yeah, same for me. Ronaldinho was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. Really cool. All right, this one's from Virgo. He says, uh, "Are you good at FIFA, and how many hours do you play?" <laughs> hmm
4: yes and a lot more than I used to (laughs)
1: Uh, alright next one how many hours a day would you train if you're a young kid 14-15
3: training in terms of physicality and and physical training I'd say probably an
4: hour hour and a half max I think keeping yourself fit and stuff like that at that age personally I don't believe in weights and and too much of that stuff, I think you should let your body grow naturally and your muscles will catch up and you've got to get it right at that point where you're know you you're not damaging any growth or anything like that, it's a real tricky area, there's a lot of opinions on it but for me I would say cardiovascular fitness at that age would probably be the most important um, and then obviously if you're talking about actual football training and whatever, I wouldn't put a cap on it I really wouldn't, I never put a cap on it I would play until I was tired at that age so yeah. I mean yeah, it's, it's
1: preference on that one. Nice man. Alright, one more. Uh my bad, you can you hear me?
4: Yeah, I've got you.
1: Alright. Battery is low <laughs> Alright. No uh what's your favorite stadium you played in?
4: Favorite stadium is the Tottenham Stadium from this season. It's an incredible stadium. Really, really is. Um you know, it's just got it, it, it's just got a surreal feeling. It's like, um, you know, the, the way that it's set up as well, it just feels massive, but it also feels tight. It's really strange. It's like the noise and the atmosphere is fantastic there. So um, I would say, yeah, this Tottenham Stadium's been the best so far.
1: Amazing. Well, thanks, bro. Thanks for the no, talk. Bro, bro. Hope you enjoy. Stay
0: safe, and we'll and see, see you soon friend. again. Today, on episode 7, we have Jorn Brundiel, goalkeeper out of FC20 in the Netherlands. Enjoy!
1: Jorn, what's up? Uh, I'm fine, and you? How are you? Good, good, good to see you again.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's a long
1: time, man. Eh? Yeah. Where are you now? I'm in Toronto now, Canada. Okay, okay. Yeah, stuck it's here, stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, me too. Yeah. But it's good, it's good weather here, so it's okay, nice. it's not raining, so...
1: Uh, You're in yeah. Holland, yeah? Yeah, yeah, in uh, Angelo. Ah, nice. So, uh, yeah, inside now, and I try to make the best of it. <laughs> yeah, how's the situation been? The league stopped now, or...?
6: Yeah, um, like, how it is now, it stopped until, uh, let's say, 6th of April, the, like, the trainings okay. and everything. But um the expectation is that in the next week or days you will hear something like
0: okay, we're gonna extend that period for a longer time or we're gonna train, you know, it depends on the situation, on the government, what they decide.
6: Yeah. But I don't think I will train sixth of April already on the pitch with yeah. the group, so Yeah. Yeah, for now it's um we have like individual schedules and every day we have to do some things and um, nice. yeah, try to keep uh, the level uh, a little bit and um, then after we will see how uh, we, uh, we don't have it in our
1: own hands. Nice. Yeah, it's tough. All right, bro. We're going to answer a few questions <laughs> and just tell the fans yes. about yourself, your journey, how you started and how you got a good Rabona. <laughs> <laughs> uh so first question tell us a bit about yourself like where you started what teams you played for and stuff like this yeah yeah well i started in a, a local club like most of the players did i think
6: and uh yeah just for fun you know a uh, local club and then after um yeah, as I was a goalkeeper and in that club, it was not with goalkeeper coaches like now. Uh, there was someone that I knew that had a, a school for goalkeepers, so I, every Friday I went there. And then after one or two years, he said, uh, hey, why well, don't you want to come to my club? It was already like was a, the third professional level already in Belgium, so that was for me uh, already high. And, and after I played there for two years, there was a, a professional, yeah, like a first league team that wanted me in the youth. But then I was uh, fifteen years or something, so I just go there in the youth. And, and uh, then I went to another club in the same league, Zulte and There I did um, like the young team, um, and then I trained with the first team sometimes. But uh, I didn't get a contract there from the from the owner that time. So that was a pity, but okay, I also could understand because that year they became the second in the league and it's normally a club that maybe aim for a spots, yeah, seven or eight or something around that. Uh, so it was, uh, that level was high that time. So then I went to Royal Antwerp uh, as a as third goalkeeper, was a professional team, but I went there as a semi-professional. So actually that was a tough time because, yeah, I didn't earn any money. And I had to drive every day with the car that I bought myself. The gas uh, that I had to pay myself, um, and other players that had like normal professional wages, you know. And I had semi-professional contract, so. But okay, in the end, um, yeah, they had a problem with the first goalkeeper there, um, so they throw him out. And then I was lucky that the second goalkeeper was injured at the moment. And then yeah, uh, at the day of the game, I hear. From, from players ah you're gonna play you're gonna play so I was like what play play so I was nervous already because I was 19 years so already 19 years you know it's not it's not um, it's not young but it's not so old okay Yeah. so yeah then I played one game and uh, it was good we, we played 0-0 and I kept uh, clean sheets but yeah Antwerp is a big club in Belgium so yeah that okay. was already something special for me and I I keep the motivation to train and to get the professional contract but yeah they didn't want to give me one so uh, after I played the season but in that season I played 15 games I think in the second league of Belgium was at that time now they went up already to first league and uh, then I could go to another club where they give me a normal professional contract like basic you know so yeah I had to choose that because I couldn't pay it anymore I paid everything for my my saving account yeah. because I didn't earn anything, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then I, yeah, that that year we uh, I was also third goalkeeper, uh, and we re- relegated to the second league with the new team, and then in the second league I played one year everything, and then I went to Breda uh, in Holland. Uh, they play in uh, second league uh, now, and yeah, I played one year there, and uh, I think it was in March. Yeah, in March of the same season, that Twente bought me from them already, so um, yeah, then I, well, for me it was very special because, you know, as Twente is in Holland and I'm from Belgium, and from Belgium if you look to Holland and you see Twente, yeah, that's, uh, that's a really, that's a fucking big team, you know, yeah. a big club. So was, I was like surprised that they wanted me. It's, something, it's like something crazy, you know, and I'm, I'm still very thankful for that. And uh, yeah, I had a tough start. Um, I started to play. We, yeah, the, the coach changed. Um, a lot of things happened. The new coach changed me, so I was on the bench. Um, and that season we relegated to the second league. And um, yeah, then in the second year we played in the second league. But still, it was a, is a big club, you know. Um, in the preseason, I break my toe, and um, yeah, so we were with two goalkeepers fighting for the spot, and uh, yeah, in the end, yeah, he got it, and and he also played a good season. Uh, so fortunately I I was the whole year second goalkeeper, and now this year, yeah, then that year we 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 were champion, and we went up again to Eredivisie to the first league then, and yeah, now I'm still on the bench, so. Um, I try to keep training and to find the motivation to, to get back in, uh, on the pitch as soon as possible. And uh, we will see I have one more year contract here. So uh, that's my, my goal, of course, to play for C20 because it's a big team. It's a big club, you know. Amazing. So that's a bit, that's a bit my
1: story. <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing journey, you know. I think a lot of players, they need to know it's not just easy times. There's a lot of hard times also. Yeah. So I think you gotta push and sacrifice a lot to make it to where you wanna be. But now it's good. You were champions with Twente, yeah? Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. You, so. I did uh, the video with you when you were in the second league in yeah. September it was, and that year we were champion and it was a, a big party and it was amazing uh, to see yeah. how big the club is here. Amazing. And uh, yeah, now we're back where the club belongs, of course. Amazing
1: yeah, and, uh, yeah. uh, what advice do you have for young goalkeepers who want to become professional
6: Yeah I think the most important thing is to have fun you know don't take it too serious uh, have fun um, go to training with a smile uh, if it is your passion then anyway you will find a way to keep on training and to get better every day try try to do something every day that makes you better for only 1% and in the end, all the percentages will, yeah, will come nice. to 100 uh, hopefully. And if you, if you like what you do, then it's uh, that is not really a sacrifice, then it's, it's that is normal, uh, it becomes an addiction.
1: Good advice. Uh, and then, what advice do you have for training at home? Say you're a goalkeeper, you can't go to the pitch. Uh, what can you be doing at home to keep improving?
6: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Well, like what I still like and just do it is, for example, I have a small ball, you know. Nice. But even with tennis balls and yeah, I still feel like a kid sometimes. But I think it also really helps, uh, like just juggling inside uh, with the ball, maybe with a tennis ball. Uh, yeah. Throw it to the wall. <laughs> Try to touch it, very good, you know. Uh, put some little things on the floor and dribble in between it. Uh, and go in your couch and throw it to the wall and <laughs> catch it with one hand. Like, like, sounds stupid things like that that children do. But yeah, I also like it. And yeah, in the beginning I was not a good juggler with the small ball, but now after these uh, ten days uh, in quarantine,
1: I'm already the best. <laughs> so yeah. you're you're getting new yeah. skills now. From quarantine. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting uh, my. Left, I don't have a very good left foot, but it's getting better now because of the, the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always a good yeah. side. Yeah, just imagination, you know, fantasy, and you will find a way. Just shoot, like put a bottle in in the hallway and, and shoot it. Take yeah. it from ten, fifteen meter distance, like yeah. uh, like this. Throw it. You can find whatever you want. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. No, that's good advice. Just hopefully your mom doesn't <laughs> beat you up. <laughs> yeah. Be careful
6: because already a few things happened here and my girlfriend is not happy with it. So, uh, yeah, watch out, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, what tips do you have for trying to be less nervous before a game? How do you stay calm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one because... Uh, the more you're gonna play, or the higher you become, the more pressure there is and uh, I think you need to know that it's it's normal to feel it, you know, and um, how I experienced it is the games that I had uh, not the pressure or I was not nervous were the
6: the yeah how you say it, the baddest games in my career. Like when I was too sure of everything, and yeah, okay, I'm gonna do it, and no stress, blah, blah, blah. Then I was not sharp. When you are a little bit nervous, like, oh, everything is, is sharp, you know, and, and you are focused. Uh, try, to, try to make a picture in your head that you see yourself doing good saves or good actions or shoot to the goal. Or
0: when you come in a situation, okay, how I'm
6: gonna behave, how I'm gonna react. Try to make the picture in your head, like visualization, they call it. That, that after the game, you see yourself, ah, hey, I did a good job, I did good save, uh, I'm happy. And yeah, just stick to your plan and, and believe in yourself. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's harder. Uh, but yeah, try to do everything, every time the same. Nice. Before every game, even against a smaller club or a bigger club, it's the same, it's just 11, 11 guys in front of you. Uh, I mean your opponents.
1: And uh, yeah. Nice. It's easy as that. Nice. And then uh, do you have a favorite goalkeeper drill or a game that you like to do?
6: What what do you mean in the training?
1: Yeah. Just a favorite drill or skill you like to do? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Like specific for goalkeepers. I don't know. I, I don't have really a favorite uh, drill. I just like to train and yeah, some drills I prefer more than others. But uh, oh, that's uh, that's a, a difficult question because we do we do so many things. Uh, yeah. I like high high balls, for example. I like kicking and shooting uh, in all different ways. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I cannot answer on that question, yeah. I don't have one specific uh, yeah. exercise or something. And then, uh, what do you think are some good ways to practice the side volley? How do you get a better technique? <laughs> yeah, I think the only right answer is uh, yeah, practice every day, every time. Um, the more you do it,
6: the, the more comfortable you will become with it. And um, yeah, Every day, every day, again and again and again, find find a player or, or, a, or a guy that just want to stand on different spots and, and just do it. And if you don't find a guy, uh, put something, a small goal or a big goal or just aim for something. Uh, maybe a, a, a good tip is to film yourself from different positions or let someone film you. And afterwards you see the video, like how your leg is, how high that you throw the ball, um, the speed, you know. If you see from other goalkeepers that do it very good, you see it very fluently. And maybe you can compare the video and that will change your, uh, like your, your thought about how I have to do it, how high I have to throw it, how many power I need to use.
1: Uh, and yeah, practice that training every day. Nice. That's only the only right answer. Um, that's it. Sorry, my friend of me react <laughs> and I need to react. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Later we'll answer some fans. Let's see.
6: Yeah, I see a friend of me from
1: Belgium. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Nice. All right. Last question, <laughs> and then we'll answer fans. Um, how do you how do you prepare before the match? Oh I prefer. Uh, prefer prepare. Prepare. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a good sleep. It is uh, very important before the game, a good sleep.
3: Um, and then of course good food. Um, what I eat always, or most of the times before the games. I eat four, four hours before the game I eat and then I like to eat uh, chicken wraps with uh, cooked vegetables. And it's very easy and very simple, but for me it's, yeah, it's good and it gives, me,
1: it gives me energy till the end of the game. Uh, if I play, of course, because I'm not playing <laughs> But also in training, um, yeah. Nice. Alright. That's All right. a bit my preparation. Nice. Alright, let's answer a few fans. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, first one. Uh, what are you currently watching on Netflix? Or just movies?
6: Uh, oh, uh, let me think. I finished. I finished love is blind. Yeah, was it good? It's very it's very good. Yeah So maybe not for everybody, but I like this kind of program Nice. <laughs> so I finished that one <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm waiting now for the the next season of Sunderland
1: I nice. think is the first of April and uh, The new season of Blackhawk de Papel. I'm waiting for it. This was so, amazing. Yeah, I, just... I started this one now. I started this one the... Uh, season 4? No, no, just from season 1. I'm catching up. Oh, ah, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Good. It's, good. it's one of the best. Huh? Yeah. I'm um, very curious season 4 because most of the time it's, it gets uh, less and less the more seasons there are. Yeah. But I'm very curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, second question. What do you think of the FC20 fans? When I think of them. I think they are a bit crazy. Um, every time they come with so many supporters to the stadium, I think they're also very known for that in uh, in Holland. Uh, they're crazy. Uh, when they, yeah, When you have a difficulty in the game and they start to sing, then you really feel that it gives the team a boost, you know. And even after we played a very shit game because we played shit games, and we make the round in the stadium. The fans they are still like uh, singing for us and supporting us. And then you, and then you think, ah, we don't deserve, we don't deserve it. But they still do it, so that's crazy, you know. So, uh, yeah, for sure, they're crazy, but good fans. Nice. It's good to play like in front of them, yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh... Yeah, when you play shit games it's a little bit harder because they also yeah they also whistle sometimes but that's
6: normal I think. <laughs> but yeah when you when you play good and you do one or two good actions, well, they're gonna support you so much and nice. that's incredible the boost that they
1: give it. Nice. Uh next question. What did you think of your former club, Liers? Liers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, special club uh, they gave me the chance to to start as a
6: professional, um, and I really appreciate that. But a lot of things happened. Um, yeah, a lot of things happened. They they went bankrupt after, and uh, yeah, that's a bit sad. And now they started over again in a, a lower division. So I really hope they come back to the highest division soon. But um, in a good way you know uh, they need to have the, the financials right and uh, good players and
1: uh, a good vision and the fundamentals need to be good before they come back so they can be a stable club i think that's the most important for also for the good players that they feel that they play in a, in a stable club and uh yeah it's a very i had i've only played there one year but yeah, it was a good, a good one and a half year. Nice. All right, one more question here. It says, uh, yeah. if you weren't a football player, what would you be? What other sport or career would you choose? Well, if I
6: can choose, I would like to be a
1: singer. Yeah, what type because of singer? I, like, I, I can sing, but I like to sing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think... I think their life is crazy, it's amazing. To travel the
6: world and you only go to fans, you know? You only yeah. go to people that like you and and and, and cheering for you and, and applauding for you. So, yeah, in another life, maybe I hope to, to be a singer. Yeah. Uh, but if I have to choose from another sport, then I don't know. I don't like to swim. So, no. Uh, Maybe tennis, I can't play tennis, but I think it's fun to play. But I was always very good in running mm. at school. I was very fast. So maybe
1: uh, I tried to become the new UCN World or something. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but you never know. You can be a singer still after you play. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Practice, I yeah. need to Practice every day, every day. Practice in the change day. room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> practice in the change room, singing. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. Some players, uh, yeah, they they know. They don't
1: they will know what I mean? Because I practice a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right, Jorn. Thanks for talking, bro. It's good to yes, see you. You're welcome. Hope all is what good. Are you gonna, uh, when are we gonna uh, make a new video? Hopefully soon, when we come back, once nice. the league opens yeah. again. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. We need to make a new hit uh, because
6: the Rabona, sure. all yeah. of a sudden, two years later, it's
1: a big hit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was very surprised, but okay. So, we'll record now, three years it. later, I will get shared. Haters <laughs> 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 gonna say it's fake, but you know it was real, eh? Yeah. It was Uh, was only my second attempt, so... (laughs) Yeah, we'll do three in a row next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Awesome, man. man. Thanks for the talk. We'll stay in touch. Yeah, thank you.